Parevtes, Urachim Vord Miatselek Metsagrin, Yesaspe Tavit Mizorianem, Tif Meg Ararat Talijit. Welcome to Talking Vartan, the Knights and Daughters of Vartan podcast. This is episode 37. I'm Asped David Mizorian of Ararat Lodge Number 1 in Boston. So glad you could be with us. Well, just a few weeks ago at our Grand Convocation in Glendale, California, our first face-to-face Grand Convocation in three years, the torch was passed from one Grand Commander and Grand Council to another. There's a new man at the helm of the Knights of Vartan. He is Avax Parabed Hunan Arshakyan of San Diego, California. Avax Parabed Hunan hails from Aparan in Armenia. He moved to the U.S. when he was just a youngster. He earned degrees from both Myra Costa College and San Diego State University. He's currently the CEO of San Diego-based GSCA Inc., which manages child care centers in the San Diego area. He's also the CEO of H&A Investment Properties, which manages and develops properties in both San Diego and Los Angeles counties. On top of that, Avax Barabed Hunan has chaired the San Diego ACYO, He's been a member of the St. Sarkis Armenian Church Parish Council in San Diego. And last but certainly not least, following his joining of the Knights of Vartan in 2001, he served as Spotabed of Gomidas Lodge from both 2006 to 2008, as well as 2017 to 2019. And if you can believe it, in the middle of all that, he just happened to be the Grand Lieutenant Commander of the Knights of Vartan. That was from 2014 to 2017. It is a pleasure to have you on our program today. Welcome to the Talking Vartan podcast. Thank you very much, David. Thank you for the introduction. Thank you for uh, having me. And uh, I uh, I am very proud to be the Grand Commander of Knights of Vartan, Avax Parapet. It is the highest honor for me. And I will do my best to continue our great mission and to continue supporting our communities in the United States and our homeland. So it is a high honor for me, and I will do my best to continue this uh, mission. Tell me what it was about the role and the mission of the Knights of Vartan that 21 years ago inspired you to become a member, and then later, and not that much later either, to accept roles of leadership. You know, David, uh, I left Armenia when I was uh, really young. I was about 11 years old. We moved uh, after the breakup of the Soviet Union. My family moved from uh, Armenia to Ukraine. And from Ukraine, I came to United States as an exchange student. So I was very young when I left Armenia, but my love and my heart was always with Armenia. And as you know, Armenia faced a lot of challenges, you know, earthquake, the war, And then we had uh, so many economical difficulties and then again, conflict with Azerbaijan. So Armenia was going through a lot of difficulties and my heart was always with Armenia and I have a lot of family members there. So we continuously supported our family members and I continuously sponsored small projects here and there, especially in Aparan region where I uh, I lived. When I uh, was introduced to the Knights of Vartan, I learned that this organization does a lot of good and does a lot of projects in, uh, in our homeland and here locally. And of course, at that time, I was very involved, uh, heavily involved in the local community too in San Diego. I was part of the youth organization. We were part of the 
you know, the community. So uh, when I learned the Knights of Artan, uh, about the Knights of Artan, I, I, I was really interested. Um, and and later on, I learned that, it's, you know, it, it for over 100 years, it's, it's been supporting the community here and in Armenia. So for me, that was, that was where my heart belonged. And uh, finally, I realized that with, with Knights of Artan, I can do a lot more to help my homeland. And I could do, uh, it, it just gives me a more opportunity to, to meet people like me that want to do good for the homeland. So Knights of Artan was kind of the right place for me. And that was 21 years ago. And I don't yes. know how many Avak Spadabets ago, at least five or six. And uh, so you follow a long line of distinguished men who have served this organization, uh, most recently your predecessor, um, now knocking Avak Spadabed, Stephen Adams, and before him, Gary Zamanikin, before him, Stephen Karajan, and we could go on and on and on. What is it that you personally would like to bring to this organization as our grand commander? What is it that you hope we will be inspired by in terms of what you can bring to us? You know, David, uh, many of our Nakinavak Sparap has done a great job. And like I mentioned, the Knights of Artan has done a lot and has a very reputable name in our communities and in Armenia. What I would like to do is to modernize Knights of Artan organization with a great team that I have. We have several ideas. We want to concentrate on the public relations part. We would like to create a way to promote more members and to recruit. I would like to have more uh, lodges join together to do greater projects in Armenia that will be more effective. I would like to get more uh, involvement from each Sparapet. So I'm planning to do joint Sparapet and Avaktivan meetings. I am planning to do more GDR, Grand District Representative of Navaktivan meetings, mm-hmm. so I can have more involvement. So with the teamwork, I think we can achieve a lot more. Do you and, feel it's important uh, then? I, I beg your pardon. Do you feel it is yeah. important to have greater communication with both the GDRs as well as the local Sparabids and Tivan to find out what the needs are in, you know, for example, the needs in Boston, where I am, which could be very different from the needs of uh, Nadek Shavashan in Detroit or from Gomidas there in San Diego. Yes, uh, communication is extremely important. I can tell you uh, that right now, right now, we are a little bit disconnected. I feel that uh, Knights of Our Town organization needs to be a little bit more uh, organization, the, the communication needs to be a little bit more. So right now, uh, a lot of the lodges don't know what other lodges are doing. A lot of the Sparapets don't know what, for example, Ararat is involved in several projects and Narek Shavarshan Sparapet might not realize what they're doing. So I want to put an end to that. I want every Sparapet, every lodge in the United States be aware and know what others are doing. I want this transparency and I want this to be visible for everyone. I want every Knights of Our Town member to know what the organization is currently involved in. Not the detail of the projects, but overall, uh, every Knight should know what what we are working on, what we are involved on, especially the spar of other lodges. So communication is vital. 
But that's also a way of encouraging members, whether they are in leadership positions or like me and OSBED, to want to get more involved because there's this is the one thing that I learned very quickly. And I know that you knew my father, um, knocking spot a bit, Jack Mitzorian from Ararat Lodge. But uh, I'm three generations down here in the Knights of Vartan. My grandfather was uh, one of the first members of Ararat Lodge in Boston. And one thing that I learned very quickly of, of Akspadabed is there is something for everyone to do if they want and are willing to make the effort. It's one thing to go to the meetings. It's another thing to actually get involved and be on committees and and work to try to make things better for the Armenian community. So there really is, there's something for everybody, isn't there, in the Knights of our time? Yes, and it's a very important point you made. Uh, Everyone should have a task. Everyone should have a duty. And this is how you get people uh, encouraged. This is how you make the members engaged. Because if, if, a, if a member has nothing to do or is not a part of any committee or a project, it, to the point where, you know, they, they, they don't, they're not interested. They well, are not engaged. They'll so, stop coming too. Exactly. Yeah. So I, my philosophy, my idea is to involve as many members as possible. And uh, this is what I'm going to talk to the Sparapets about, the GDRs. I will, I will create several committees um, as I spoke spoke with you the other day about the uh, the video uh, mm-hmm. that we were planning to make and a modernization committee and other committees that I'm going to uh, create. Uh, I will have uh, several members uh, of the Knights of Our Town to be on those committees and I will also encourage the sparpets of every lodge in the United States to create projects and committees and involve their members in because if a member, if a potential member or a new member or an existing member is busy with a project, it will be more engaged. They will be more engaged and they will be more interested in. If there is no involvement, then they lose interest. Let's talk for a moment or actually a few moments about Armenia itself, a place where uh, a number of members will be returning in just a matter of weeks for Veratats Haidenik number six. Last year was my very first and it was an incredible, unforgettable experience. But in Armenia itself, and of course, as someone who is not only from there, but maintains contact with family members and others there, what, in your opinion, are the most important things that we need to be aware of here in the diaspora? And as members of the Knights of Vartan, what are the, the most important things that we can do on their behalf? You know, uh, as you know, uh, Veradar Haidenik was created uh, during Avak's Parap, Navkin Avak's Parap at Steve Karajan's uh, term. Mm-hmm. And I was a uh, Lieutenant uh, Grand Commander. Our mission was, our idea was to uh, create Veradar Haidenik and open the communications office in Armenia. So all of our members in the United States are more educated or informed about uh, current needs of Armenia and uh, and the projects that we're working on. So the idea was that every lodge has some kind of a project in Armenia. The communications office would basically combine that knowledge and they will have a kind of an information base. As far as as far as the need for over 100 years, Knights of Vartan concentrated on faith and education and preservation of our culture 
I believe today uh, our goal should be continue supporting the education in Armenia, uh, continue supporting the schools, kindergartens, uh, youth centers, because education is our asset. Uh, we, uh, we, the Armenians, are very intelligent people, and for supporting the education in Armenia today, will uh, will will make our youth more successful and uh, and this is the way we can uh, survive in this world because that is the only asset we have so education in armenia is the most important we and, should concentrate on and we were talking just before we went on the air with our podcast today and uh, we had visited last year and i know it wasn't the first time of course the sports school in aparan which is where you're from you have a particular affiliation, a family affiliation with that school. For those who may not know, and for the sake of full disclosure, I did not know until just a short time ago. Tom, talk about that affiliation and what that school means to you and uh, your hopes that you know people will have a chance to visit it when they go there. So that school was built uh, during 1980s, during Soviet Union, and it was built as a, a sport complex which had several uh, classes that uh, wrestling, weightlifting, judo, uh, soccer, and many other uh, sports. Uh, when I was uh, around eight, nine years old, I actually attended that school. I uh, was taking judo classes. Uh, but the fact, I won the second place in uh, Aragatotan Mars wow. uh, during the championship. Remind so me not to mess with you, okay? <laughs> Please that go ahead. School is a very dear to me. It's my school, and um, after 35 years, when I returned to Armenia, the I visited that school, and I was so saddened to see the condition of the school. It was it was in devastating position. It it it, it had no roof. It it had no heating system. It was just terrible. And we had over 80, 90 students at that time that were uh, practicing and and working really hard. And we had a lot of athletes. So my idea was to support this school. And I got many people involved. And me personally and my family, we started supporting this uh, school, uh, sponsoring this school. And over four or five years, uh, we brought this school into a, a normal standard condition and as you visited uh last year you know you saw it uh, the, the it's it, it has a heating system it yes has a nice roof windows doors we recently remodeled the uh the restrooms uh the the locker rooms so uh i will continuously support the school it's very dear to me uh it's it's like a second home for me I'm sure it is. And I was so I couldn't tell you how impressed I was with both with the school and we saw some some images of what it used to look like and then obviously how it was now following the renovation and it was really extraordinary the changes that were made. But those kids of Oxpotted, I mean they were just so dedicated to their craft whether it was wrestling or whether it was, you know, fencing or gymnastics whatever. It was really impressive, and there was one. <laughs> there was one moment there. I forgot how old I was because when I was in in high school and middle school, I used to be able to climb the ropes like a monkey going up a tree. I was really fast, so I, I handed my camera to Avak Spada, then Avak Spada bit Steve, and I said, "Here, 
get take a picture of this. I went over there. I couldn't even get up two rungs on that rope. I got back down again, and the children, the boys, just gathered around me and said, you know, watch us. We'll do it. And, of course, they scampered right up there. But they, it was really nice. It was like, don't worry, Pop. We've got you covered. We'll take care of this, you know. <laughs> it was great. But it was really a wonderful experience to be there. And one of the other institutions, the educational institutions that uh, the Knights of Vartan supports, another one I know you're very familiar with, is the Knights of Vartan School 106 in Yerevan. Uh, the principal is uh, the wonderful Marina Vardanyan, whom I had a chance to meet, along with several of her faculty members uh, last September. And again, uh, it is really a ter- an incredible institution. We, the day that we were there, they put on a play and it was a, an original dramatic presentation about uh, the t- which involved teachers and students who were both in the uh, production. And they, they t- the plot was basically that this alleged event had occurred involving a student. And uh, in the course of the production, we see how the students and their teacher bond together over this event and you know, without giving the whole plot away, it was very, very well done and extremely, extremely uh, touching, even though I didn't understand all the words because it was in Armenian, of course, but yeah. very, very impressive. And yes, this, these are the kind of things that we really need to, to keep going because it's just so important. Our youth is everything. You know, I would like to mention about the 106 school. I I was an OSPET for over 20 years, and I did not know uh, about the 106 school in uh, Yerevan that was named after Knights of Barton. Mm-hmm. First time I learned about this school was in 2014 when we uh, did the first Vera Dartsayanik with Nakinovak's Barpet, Steve Karajan. Mm-hmm. And we visited this school, and I was shocked to hear that this school, 106 school, was named after Knights of Vartan in 1991. And for over 20 years, we did not support this school, or if we did, it was very little. So for over 20 years, this school carried the Knights of Vartan name, and we really never paid attention, or maybe it was a, it was an oversight. But um, I also learned that your father, Nakhkin Sparapet, Jake Medzoyan, was a key person uh, for organizing this school uh, to be named after Knights of Vartan in 1991. I was told that, uh, yeah. He was, he was one of the key people that made this happen. In 2015, when we visited Armenia with Nakhkin Avakspapet, Steve Karajan, and the Avaktivan and the delegation, we visited the 106 school. Jack Medzoyan, your father, had tears in his eyes. And I said, Jack, I did not realize that the uh, school was named after Knights of Artan. He said, yes, uh, it's been over 30 years. And uh, when we adopted the school to support the school on continuous basis, he had this joy and relief that this school will flourish once again, and it will bear our name. And that year, we planted a tree at 106 school right in the front Mm -hmm. and we have pictures of that and uh your father your mother all of us the delegation was there 
And it, it was so touching for me. It was so emotional that after so many years, the school kept our name and they had hope that one day we will step in and improve the school. And thanks to Narek Shavarshan Lodge and to Naki Navakswap and Gary Zamanigian, they they did a lot of work for the 106 school. Well, they, they sponsored. Did. And we, it, it looks really nice, and I'm, I'm proud uh, to have that as one of our jewels. Absolutely, we saw it. You know, last year they had already done a tremendous amount of work, and they've done quite a bit since then. So, the, you know, for those who are lucky enough and fortunate enough to be there for the Veritas Hydenik that is to come, they will see an even more improved cosmetically school. Education-wise, these kids are getting the best of the best because they have, you know, again, with any school, the best thing about it is its faculty. And they have a wonderful faculty and a very dedicated, um, she's a, a good friend of mine now, uh, principal in, in Marie de Vardanian. So it'll be wonderful. We will continue supporting this school. And of course, it's not the only school we will support. Right. Uh, we have many other schools that we adopted and we're supporting. But this will be under our radar for sure, uh, because it's 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 very special to us because it uh, uh, carries our name. Amak Spadabid, let's go back to the U.S. Uh, as we continue here. We just finished our first grand convocation since 2019, which was in Las Vegas. This time it was in Glendale, California, the heart of the Armenian community in California, and uh, again. First time in three years you were there. I wished I had been there. I was certainly planning on going. But tell us what it was all about for those who could not attend and, and how was it to all be together again after so long? It felt really good. It was well attended. I was actually surprised. Uh, we had one of the best uh, convocations I uh, visited or I've been part of. It was uh, well attended. We had over 200 members uh, attending and registered. Did really well. I was so uh, happy to see all my brothers and sisters after so many years, three years almost, uh, two years uh, after the pandemic. We were very impressed how the Convocation Committee organized this event. It was a tri-lodge, our Los Angeles lodges that organized this uh, convocation and it was well done. Everything just went very well and I was very impressed and I'm glad that we uh, met with all of our brothers and sisters and I'm glad that this pandemic is over, that we will do the uh, same thing uh, next year in Boston. Just going to say, you'll be in my neck of the woods next year here in Beantown and we are certainly looking forward to that and, and uh, already beginning to uh, put plans together for that. So we'll have much more on that, uh, both uh, through the liaison and uh, through our podcast here in the months ahead. One thing that everybody said to me that they have missed in these last few years, and I'm talking both knights and daughters of Vartan, was the interaction. You know, we're a very important organization in terms of being able to work together and it's one thing to, you know, be on a committee and work together and have Zoom meetings and all that. But it's another, as I'm sure you know, to be able to get together and embrace one another and have face-to-face conversations. And that interaction is really what a lot of people missed, myself included. That in itself made it worth 
making this trip to California, didn't it? Yes, interaction is is very important. Uh, we are brothers and sisters, and this is what we we'll enjoy doing: is interacting with one one another, and uh, we get to see all of our brothers and sisters from all over United States. And it's a very important part of our organization, having that networking, having that relationship, um, meeting new friends. And uh, it, it's just a very, very important uh, to meet face to face. Zoom meetings could be you know, important. Uh, you could do a lot of business, but face to face interaction is a lot more important, in my opinion. And speaking of face-to-face, you also had a presentation directly from our liaison from Armenia, Kohar Palian, who made the trip to California. Talk a little bit about the importance of our communications office and, most importantly, our communications liaison in Armenia. Kohar Palian is really, in many ways, our eyes and ears in Armenia. That's very true. Gohar is our eyes and ears, and um, she has a very important role. When we created the uh, communications office in Armenia in 2014, the idea was to combine all the information, all the data, all the involvements and all the projects that Knights of Artan organization is doing in Armenia into one base. And as I mentioned, uh, for example, the 106 school had our name since 1991. But none of us or many of us didn't know about this. And there are other projects that Knights of Artan is involved in that many of our members were not aware of. So the communication office was designed to to bring all the projects and all the communications into one. And Gohar is in charge of that. And all the knights and daughters of Artan that visit Armenia that are interested in doing projects or supporting uh, certain schools and you know different facilities, they all come to our communications office because we have list of priorities that the uh, country needs. And Gohar is in charge of all that. And she also has a direct contact with all of our mission partners in Armenia, Fuller Armenia, ATTF, and uh, many others that we work with. So she's our direct uh, communication line with all of our mission partners and uh, all of the projects that were involved in Armenia. I remember talking with uh, Naki Navak Spadabed, Steve Adams, uh, in the past year and a half, and he would always say to me that uh, one of the first things he would do when he woke up in the morning and remember the time difference between California and Yerevan, and he'd look at his First thing he'd do is he'd take his phone, he'd look at it, and there was almost always an email from Kohar about one subject or another. And uh, that's how he always knew, okay, she's taking care of business over there. So Yes, uh, it's the same thing with me. Yeah, Every really. morning I wake up, I have a cup of coffee, I open my email, and uh, there is uh, two or three emails from Gohar taking care of this, taking care of that, asking questions. She's uh, she's very thorough. She's a hard worker. Gohar, uh, to be honest with you, David, we're lucky to have Gohar Palian. Indeed, as our we are. Liaison. We are. Uh, she's uh, well experienced and uh, she does a lot of work for us. And I'm glad uh, we have her as a, as a liaison in Armenia. 
as we all are. Let's wrap things up today with uh, a few words about your family. And uh, for those of us who do not, I have not, I met you years ago in Massachusetts, but it was a long, long time ago. And so clearly things have changed in the last 20 years. Talk about your family. Do you, you're married. You have children. Uh, how many kids do you have? Yes, I'm married to my beautiful wife, Guyana. Uh, we have two boys, David and Daniel. David is 11 years old. Daniel is six years old. We live in San Diego. I have two brothers, Armin and Arthur, and they have, uh, Arthur has one daughter, Armin has two boys. My mom and dad uh, also live in San Diego. We moved, as I mentioned before, uh, we moved from uh, Ukraine in 1998 to San Diego, and we lived in San, San Diego ever since. And my family visits Armenia every year. Matter of fact, my parents are there now. And uh, yeah. Avak Spadabit, do you still have uh, family and or friends in the Ukraine? You must be heartbroken as we all are at this terrible war. Yes, David, uh, it is terrible. Yes, I do have uh, family members uh, in western part of Ukraine, in Uzgorod. And I have friends that are, uh, that are serving in the Ukrainian army. Matter of fact, one of my classmates just died. I'm so uh, terribly sorry. 30 days ago. I'm so sorry. Ago in Donetsk region. It is, it is awful. It is devastating. It is evil. And I hope this war is over uh, soon uh, because the innocent people are dying. Children are dying. And it, it's just, it's, it, it's, it's terrible. It's terrible. And I, I, I hope, I hope that I pray that this is over and it's like a nightmare, you know, it's like a bad nightmare for us. It is. And I hope is. this is over soon. As we all do. Let's end on a very positive note today. And let me ask you for people who have not had the opportunity and honor to meet you. And even though I have, it was a very long time ago. What is it you would like those of us in the Knights of Vartan to know about you, both as an Avak Sparabed and also just as a human being? You know, it's an interesting question you asked. Um, I, uh, I'm very uh, outgoing, very social. I make friends very easily. Uh, my heart is to help people. Um, you know, I don't know how to say no to people. <laughs> it's an unfortunate but I like to help people. Uh, I like to uh, do everything I can to make people feel good, uh, whether it's here in the United States or in Armenia or anywhere in the world. Uh, if I can do something good, I will do it. Um, I like to be part of a team. I like to work with <clears throat> other people. And uh, I am uh, a team player. And, um, you know, I, I hope that we all do our part to make this world a better place. Avak Sparabed, Hunan Arshakian, I would like to thank you from the bottom of my heart for spending some time with me today on the Talking Vartan podcast. Uh, it's been an honor and a pleasure to talk to you, and uh, I look forward to seeing you face-to-face -face in the not-too-distant future. Thank you again for gracing us with your company and for sharing your thoughts and your dreams about this organization with us. 
Thank you very much, David. Thank you for giving me this opportunity to share some of my thoughts and our vision for the future and for the Knights of Artan. I think uh, this is very important to share and to let uh, other members know what what we are planning to do and what we are working on. But I appreciate you having me on the show and we will uh, do more in the near future. Indeed we will. Shadshon Ragalim. My special thanks to our Grand Commander of Akspanabed Hunan Arshakyan. We wish him the very best as he begins his responsibilities as the leader of the Knights of Vartan. One minor correction, just for the sake of historical accuracy, our communications office was opened not in 2014, but in 2016, and our liaison, Koharpalyan, came on board the following year. Avax Parabed Hunan will be joining many other knights and daughters in just a few weeks when Veratats Haidenik VI, the return to the fatherland, gets underway in Armenia. We'll have more on the trip coming up in our next podcast episode. A tip of the hat to everyone who had a role in making this year's Grand Convocation in Glendale, California, such a success. I was planning on being there, but I couldn't make it. My heart was there with all of my brothers and sisters, and next time, it's our turn as Boston plays host to the 2023 Grand Convocation. We'll keep you up to date on plans for that in the months ahead, so get ready, Fenway Park, Harvard Yard, the Freedom Trail, and those famous duck boats, the Knights and Daughters of Vartan will be coming to Beantown. Of course, the best place to find out what's happening in the Knights and Daughters of Vartan is through our many media and social media outlets. The Knights and Daughters of Arts on Facebook page is constantly updated with photos and write-ups of what our lodges and otyogs are doing, as well as our many projects in Armenia. But shall I stop there? Oh, contraire. The Knights and Daughters of Vartan are also on, are you ready? Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, and YouTube. You'll find links to all of our social media on the Knights and Daughters website at KOFV. That's Knights of Vartan, K-O-F-V dot org. The website is a goldmine of useful and fascinating information about our two organizations, so make sure to check it out. Last but not least, our quarterly digital and print publication, Avadite. All of our media resources are managed by our liaison in Armenia, Gohar Palyan. If you have an article or photos that you would like to submit for publication, or just need to contact our liaison in the communications office, you can do so at knightsofvartan at gmail.com. You can also contact me right here at the Talking Vartan podcast with any comments, questions, or suggestions for a future episode. You can do so using email at talkingvartanpodcast at gmail.com. That's talkingvartanpodcast at gmail.com or through the Talking Vartan Facebook page, and I'd love to hear from you. My special thanks, as always, to Mal Barsamian for our theme music, Lorki Lorki, from his album, One Take, Armenian Dance Tunes. Talking Vartan, the Knights and Daughters of Vartan podcast, is the exclusive property of the Knights and Daughters of Vartan and Osped David Medzorian. Any use of this program without the expressed written consent of both parties is prohibited. It was Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. who said, Everybody can be great because everybody can serve. Thank you for your service to the Knights and Daughters of Vartan. 
I'm Aspe David Mezzori in Avarada College No. 1 in Boston. Shunonagalem, Sireli Paregamner.